When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. Happy Repressors of New York Trailer Day. Happy Bethany Divorced and Engaged Day. Divorced and engaged. And on the day that they put out the Real Housewives trailer. did she plan that no yes she planned it that was a calculated move oh yeah you think so oh Oh, yeah 100 (laughs) percent. you know bethany like bethany is the same person who's always like i don't have any time for this i don't have time for pop culture i just like can't like i had too much going on but then also goes out of her way to go on twitter to talk about things that nobody asked her opinion on like she is a walking contradiction she loves to pretend like she is unbothered but Mm -hmm. she is the most bothered and you know what Bethany? like that's the thing that we like about you is that you are bothered Mm -hmm. and that she's always been that way from the beginning so congratulations bethany frankel on your engagement and divorce and divorce you know people are in the pandemic here and they're they're barely even just being able to survive alone and this bitch is like i got divorced and I got engaged. And, what have you been yeah. up to? Yeah. Overachiever. Yeah, she is an <laughs> overachiever. Okay. Okay, so what did you think about the Real House of, of New York? Trailer? First of all, hola. Okay, first of all, it's hola, <laughs> not hola. <laughs> Ma'am. That was one note I had hola. was that I hola. am not I'm not here for Leah coming for my hollow back girl. Nobody no. comes for Heather Thompson. I love Heather. Yeah. You don't call Heather a Karen. So I love Karen. Heather. I loved Heather's response. She's like, I'm calling you. Don't get involved in other people's business like a Karen. You get it? And she was like, no, I don't. What do you mean? <laughs> It has nothing to do with the definition of Karen. What are you talking about? <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. She's like, Heather was like, no, I don't understand you because that didn't make sense. Yeah, because you're an <laughs> idiot and you're just using like buzzwords. I mean, we're saying all this, but it's very much possible mm. that we'll watch the episode and be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Hell oh, is shit. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> she was a Karen. We never know. You never know. But from what we know of Heather, mm-hmm. she's not a Karen. She's, she's actually not. a pretty sensible person. Yeah. Yeah. She's so sensible she could be borderline boring. That's how sensible she is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> actually, yes. Yes. What did you think about Ebony? I thought she looked really fun. I loved how Ebony is making everybody around her nervous. Yes. They don't know how to deal with her. She called Luan. <laughs> Not educated. She didn't call Luan. Luan took it as she yeah. said, I'm the most educated, and Luan took offense to that. <laughs> she's like, well, I'm not going to have somebody tell me I'm not educated. It's like, now Luan. she's going to be like, I'm not just Countess Luan. I'm Professor Luan. <laughs> no, she's going to say, I'm nurse practitioner or like the, registered yeah. nurse Luan. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm, a, she was I'm like, a former healthcare worker, Ebony. She's gonna I'm a for- former Italian journalist, Ebony. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. I love it. <laughs> How much did you like Ramona's Audrey Hepburn look and her walking up the stairs asking, where's the class? Where did the class go? <laughs> the class left when you were shitting your pants, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> what? Talk about elegance in your dumb outfit. The, like, and she had a huge bottle of champagne or wine in her hand while asking that. It was so bizarre. It was so bizarre. It was like your best friend wears diapers on the jitney. So like, <laughs> I don't think that you have any right here to be talking about class. Yeah. I also, it's triggering probably for black people to watch a black girl be alone in a room with these like outdated mm-hmm. white ladies. But the best thing about Ebony is that she has the ability to check them. And I'm very excited to see that. Right. My favorite thing about the Roni trailer every year is the clown or like Christmas classic mm-hmm. music that they played whatever that is <laughs> it. it's so ridiculous every single time. that sounded mexican actually they sounded like <laughs> that sounded like a mariachi band but okay i get i know what you're trying to say now <laughs> it's like the homo music i don't know what it is yeah. but it's always so funny i love it so much Ugh, it made yeah, me so happy they have the trailer started out with them painting nude mm-hmm. the guy that they were painting we didn't see the frontal but the back I mean, they could have gotten Bolo. I would have appreciated that more. They had a missed opportunity. And and also that would have shocked the ladies even more. That would have made Ramona go nuts. She would have been out of her mind. From shock or from delirious giddiness. Oh my gosh. She would <laughs> she would like be giggling. Oh my God. Oh my God. Can I touch? And then she would be like, oh, oh, oh. like do her like crazy <laughs> Ramona laugh. It would be amazing. Ugh, I can't wait. It's about, It's going to be before we know it, May 7th, two months away. Yeah, I, I know. Even... The other thing was uh, I noticed with this is Sonia's drunk year. You know how Sonia um, does an <laughs> alternate? She alternates between a drunk year and a sober year and a drunk year and a sober year. So last year was her sober year. She launched her clothing line. She was very sober. She made sense. So this year she's going to go all out drunk. This is how she remains on the show because there's nothing. If you think about it, Sonia really doesn't have a storyline. No, she doesn't have any romantic storylines or anything. She's comic relief, but also she does these shenanigans where she's like very sober in one season and she becomes the victim. And then the very next season she comes in drunk and she does all her antics. Generally, the women in New York don't need to have a storyline. I would just watch watch them do nothing true i could just watch them drink and talk yeah i would watch ramona walk that damn dog of hers yeah that dog must be ancient by the way coco yeah i feel like she's replaced the dog <laughs> just not told us she nobody knows. the new dog yeah, she just keeps buying the same looking dog and calls it coco like i would not be surprised <laughs> if she did that all right should we get into summer house and married to medicine let's do sure. summer house quickly first because there was not a lot that happened and there's what? so much there was fu- so much there I didn't feel like it was a very content rich episode. Like, I, so I watched the first half, I think like the day after it came out, mm-hmm. I took a break and then I finished the episode on Sunday night. And I was like, mm-hmm. these are two different house of people. Like it was like yeah. before Hannah's apology and after Hannah's apology. After his- it was like before yeah. Hannah's apology, it was like all tense. And then the yeah. bizarre and hysterical fight between Hannah oh. and Kyle, where Hannah is literally producing her storyline as the cameras are rolling. Like, you could. <laughs> yes. Her. It's like, oh, 
by the way, you, you know what? Stop talking about my parents and stop talking about my uh, father. And she yeah. just stomps out. She basically says, you're sitting there like my dad. Kyle says, why would you compare me to your dad? Don't talk about my dad. It's like, what yeah. are you yeah. talking about? So I felt like the whole episode was like, Hannah had daddy issues. But then I also felt like the show itself has like a fake storyline issue. Because yeah. did Luke and Lindsay sleep together? What do you think? They might have. I don't think they did. Even if they did, I don't think it was during Stravi days. And if she did, or did not I don't think it matters to the storyline right now I don't think they did it recently and then I don't think they did it that night it's possible but also do you think that somebody from production is pretending to be a psychic who texts Hannah I mean if you are going to be a psychic and you're going to say something be on camera like camera psychic was yeah have the balls to be on camera yeah zoom in yeah maybe that's what the psychic was trying to do was like hey Hannah bring me on yes that's true but Hannah didn't Hannah is too selfish to share her camera time 100% she would never what else happened on this episode Bess came over no he didn't oh, he didn't what <laughs> it was just Kyle <laughs> <laughs> just Kyle entering a room <laughs> Oh, you got me. Uh. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. So if you haven't seen it yet on our Instagram, I posted a picture of Hannah, Hannah's dad, Hannah's fiance, mm. and Hannah's arch nemesis, Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. And they all have the same face. Same face. <laughs> they all just look like various stages of Hannah's dad. And yeah. I didn't really, like, I know that Des look like Kyle, like, that has been an understand thing that, oh, Des just looks like old Kyle, but then when her dad showed up on this episode, in that flashback, I literally, I was working out, and I gasped, and I had to stop, <laughs> so I was like, oh my god, oh my god, that oh my is him, I didn't, I didn't remember what he looked like until the flashback, and then this happened and I'm like okay Hannah you were berated and you had a terrible childhood because you your parents were pushing you into tennis so much yeah but that doesn't mean you have to bring that to every interaction you have with men yeah I mean I think that it's rich for somebody who went on a podcast to mock their on again off again ex whatever you want to call Luke even mm -hmm. if she considers Luke her friend her friends issues with suicidal depression mm -hmm. so like I think it's very rich that somebody who does that is also swimming in such intense daddy issues hey guess what daddy issues we all have them, we all have them okay yep if you got a dad you got daddy, daddy issues, issues. Okay? yes it's called daddy and mommy issues. Most yeah. of the time, our parents are the reason why we do all kinds of fucked up shit. So yep. it's not like we're mocking her for doing that, for having daddy issues. I feel like it's not a surprise that she is so out of touch with herself because she has yeah. no self-awareness. She's just... Yeah, it was kind of weird because these two start talking. Everybody rushes to the windows and the balcony to listen in. I would pay money. I mean, I didn't have to pay money. I watched it on yeah. the show. You did. You would pay a cable company. But... You're right. <laughs> I paid Hulu for this. You literally paid money to watch that scene. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you did. <laughs> she did another Hannah ugly cry Ugh. to Sierra, of all people. And then Kyle comes in and he starts weeping. Okay, Kyle keeps crying. That was crying. so funny. He keeps crying. Like, Kyle is not well. He cried no. when Stravi left, just sobbing. S 
He's crying over Hannah. He's mm-hmm. crying about his cans. Somebody online put, pointed out that they keep saying that they have a distribution problem at Loverboy with Loverboy. They're like, mm-hmm. we can't get them to our customers. But like, if you look in the kitchen of the summer house house, the entire house is like lined <laughs> with like crates of Loverboy. And it's like, well, because you, you're drinking it all, you dumb. <laughs> yeah. No wonder. <laughs> Kyle is like, he's having all these issues and he keeps sobbing. I get it. I've done a lot of crying in 2020 also, but Mm -hmm. it's just so funny that like, I don't expect this of Kyle because I feel like in previous years, all we've seen of Kyle is like, he gets drunk, he parties, Mm -hmm. he fights with his girlfriend, he sleeps with his shoes on. Yeah. Like that's the extent that we've seen Kyle, but maybe this is just who Kyle has been the whole time. Yeah. I think he's a sensitive mush. Yeah, he is. And you know what else I don't like about Hannah is like, it's very obvious that Hannah is, she's trying to make Fetch happen, you know? Like, she's just really trying so hard to like become a meme or have zingers and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Lindsay talked to her therapist and broke up with Stravi. And what did you think of the breakup conversation after all that PowerPoint presentation and everything? It literally sounded like somebody who went for a job interview and then somebody Uh had to call and reject them on the job interview she's like we just want two separate things i think we're just gonna have to you know they're going with a different direction we're going in a different direction it was like Lindsay. oh my god not everything is your job but i get it she i think she takes on the work Lindsay mode when she has to deal with something intensely emotional so she doesn't have to get emotionally involved in it yes so she was like literally breaking off like it's a business transaction i'm excited for next episode because i wouldn't have the gall to accuse Lindsay hubbard of having Mm -hmm. sex with someone Mm -hmm. that she did not have sex with yeah i wouldn't dare yeah this is gonna not end well for hannah i can't wait i think the funniest thing of the episode that we didn't talk about is the fact that (laughs) luke keeps writing songs and singing them (laughs) but not remembering his own lyrics and he's, I don't know what, he does this like lumberjack cosplay in the mornings, in the evening yeah. he turns into like, what's his face from A Star is Born. Like, yeah. I don't understand who Luke is being, but Luke, honey, you're not in a romantic comedy movie with like Reese Witherspoon. You need to stop. Yeah. And I think Luke is kind of pissed right now because he has no one to talk to. He calls Sierra to watch a movie and she's like, fuck no. And she doesn't yeah. even respond to him. Hannah's busy flirting with Des. She's literally having phone sex with Dev. Oh my God. With Des right next to Paige. I was like, that's so fucked up. Yes. The other thing is I wanted, again, Danielle barely got anything. And Danielle's story is so interesting. I want to know about her new boy crush and who she's talking to. They started telling about her and then Tamara just went away. She's like, oh, okay, not no more. Danielle. I don't. She seems to be the only one who is actually working, working, like traditionally working. And I want to understand who is the kind of person that she would date. But we've already seen some guys that she's hooked up with in the past. Yeah, but there were hookups. This is somebody that she would actually have a relationship with. We haven't seen relationship, Danielle. That's true. I mean, she did was in a relationship with Carl before she came on. Yeah, so we do know what she's into a little bit. <laughs> she's like a great person to cut away to when something absurd is happening. She's like a little <laughs> bit of like us, you know? She yeah. always says the yeah. right things or she always makes the right face. She's always either cringing or gasping or like rolling her eyes. And I love that about her. Yeah, I loved her reaction to Hannah and, and her, her apology. apology and her saying to Kyle that, Kyle, you're the man. You're the man. Oh, who Nobody says knows. That? Even Kyle knows he's not the man. 
it was so weird but also like again such a dad move from kyle to be like it's okay like i'll just that's fine and like he just like hugged her because also that's the thing with dads is like if you get into a fight with your dad and you just go tell your dad like i'm sorry you know i just like i respect you so much yeah turn into puddles that's all they want to hear that's all dads want they just want love yeah so (laughs) kyle again showing i know amanda wants to get off of birth control i just want you to know kyle you're already showing us that you're already you're halfway there you're such a dad yeah you're doing great (laughs) you're ready for it hannah was on watch what happens live oh and he said is des there i want to meet des so hannah literally turned around and say hey des he came running in from the other room was grinning ear to ear talking to andy he was such a fanboy and so thirsty in that moment i was like oh my Interesting. god well there we have it ladies and gentlemen that's how you get engaged in seven months yeah he is coming on to the show this is his big break oh my goodness everybody wants to find an in yeah he was trying to make like small talk and be funny and i noticed that how his sense of humor is very similar to hannah's sense of humor well he did say he's compatible uh, yeah your humor is or your non-humor is compatible very bored by her i'd be very happy if she just got married and went away no thank you hannah we don't yeah. need you on the show anymore we can keep Paige. Paige is smart Paige is Paige actually can... very enjoyable this season yeah she's also another yeah. one that says has hysterical like cutaways i think she's very yeah funny in that way yeah Paige can stay i guess but hannah yeah yeah and i can go away yeah i also feel like i bet hannah smells <laughs> <laughs> Something I've been thinking about lately, and oh, by the way, if you are on Instagram, we are going to be doing an Instagram live, Arthie and I, on Thursday with Tom Hamlet from Dumpster Dive Podcast. He always asks like summer house questions, but then he'll also ask like other questions like what's your bagel order or what do you like mm-hmm. to eat at a deli? One thing I want to ask Tom, and I'm going to bring it up, is, and you should tell us if you're listening, is who do you think smells the worst in the summer house? Mm. Yeah. And I 100% think Hannah probably stinks. You know Luke smells. Mm. Luke smells for sure. No, but he could also be like the kind of person who sprays a lot of Axe spray on himself. So that also be... smells to me. Smells, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he may not be B.O., but he probably is the other extreme where he smells a lot of deodorant. No, outside with his jeans mm. on. That's In true. the heat, making yeah. jewelry, he 100% smells like B.O. Yeah, I think <laughs> Hannah is the smelliest. Followed by maybe Kyle and Amanda. I don't know if Amanda is... Well, I guess Amanda is probably smelly by proxy because she's... Proxy, like yes. Yeah. Anybody who's going to bed with their shoes on is not clean. No. No. You know Danielle smells amazing. Yeah. And I think uh, Paige is clean and smells good. I think Carl might smell good too. I'm sure that if I was to ever meet Carl, first of all, I'm also just so horny for his bedspread making. A lot of our audience oh. does not like the fact that we you are gung-ho about Carl this season. Okay, I'm not gung-ho about Carl in the sense that I think Carl's the best thing that happened to Bravo. Not like Juan Dixon or Eddie Osefo. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm if saying Carl... If they showed up, you would leave Carl. Oh my God, no question. But like yeah. Carl in the summer house probably is the best option. Now, here's the thing about Carl. Carl probably smells great. However, mm. I bet Carl has the worst breath ever. Yeah, I can see that, especially since you worked 
in the teeth business or whatever that was. It was a business. teeth whitening business and he had teeth whitening yellow teeth. I, yes. And also he's like a little bit of a mouth breather. He's That's handsome, true. but he's a he's a mouth breather. Yeah. Amanda is so pretty though. I, I find Amanda, you were talking about Marlo's body. I oh, find Amanda's, Amanda's body is insane. Body. Insane. She's got great skin and she yeah. looks beautiful. She's like seven. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that's why. That's true. So married to medicine this week. Mm-hmm. So content rich. I okay. Yes. One thing I noticed, and we'll talk about the actual episode. But when the episode ended and they showed us the preview for the next episode, the mm-hmm. preview for the next episode was like seven minutes long, and it was so entertaining. And I was like, this is why this is the best show on Bravo. Like, it's so fucking funny. Everything mm-hmm. about this show is hysterical. So this week on Married to Medicine, what happened? We had some homeschooling. Mm-hmm. We had some office openings. Mm-hmm. We had a fight in front of an auntie and uncle. Mm-hmm. We had ladoos being made. Yep. We had Raksha Bandhan. We had yeah. all this stuff happen on Married to Medicine. It was so good. And you know what else I noticed, Arthi? What made the episode so good? What? Very little Jackie. That's true. I also love that Quad was there, obviously. Yeah. It was a very Anila-heavy episode. Mm-hmm. I also like the yeah. new Married to Medicine theme song. Yeah. They've done a great job of singing Anila. Anila. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a it's very Anila-heavy episode, which obviously, as two South Asian women, we have to talk about because this is the most I've seen of a brown family. And look, yes, obviously, family karma was there. But mm-hmm. you have to understand, the people in family karma were very, very rich people. It was a different type of South Asian people mm-hmm. in family karma because the moms were, like, having kitty parties and they were, like, you know, mm-hmm. they were very westernized aunties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the first real auntie I have. This seen is since. real deal Indian auntie. This is who has so no funny. concept of boundaries None. whatsoever. None. None. Rolls into her daughter's house with an entire cooler full of food, just yelling at the kids. Just so much noise. Yeah, aunties and most Indians, if they are first generation and they come from India, talk loud because if yeah. you're there's like a. Three billion of us on this earth. And we are all packed <laughs> in one place. We have a million cousins and brothers and sisters. And yeah. we all talk at once because we need to be heard. And if you're not shouting at the top of your voice. And if you are not making your point forcibly. You are not being heard. So this is just in our bloodstream. Okay. Yes. We are forceful, loud people when we want to be. Especially when we are comfortable with the situation. With the surrounding. Yeah. Put in a couple of white people in the room. And we will pretend we are the best behaved people in the room. But if there are no white people around. We will show our, our asses. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. Manjula auntie was primed, ready to go. This lady has been watching reality TV. Okay, either she got a pre-screener for Fabulous Lives of Bollywood Wives or something, but she came in ready to be like, I am going to get my own peach in Atlanta. That's what I'm going to right. do. She was so extra. She reminded me. You know the mom from Mean Girls who's like, I'm uh-huh. not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. I'm a cool mom. Yeah. Manjula is a version of that, except for she's like a South Asian auntie from the motherland. Like that's, yeah. that's how cool 
of a desi mom you can get <laughs> which is basically somebody who tolerates you drinking in, in and fighting in front of her yes and thinks it's entertainment but doesn't understand what her own boundaries are <laughs> none exactly yes exactly like that's exactly what that was it was so interesting anila said growing up i wasn't really proud of my culture i hid it a lot but i'm really proud of it now i was embarrassed of it before mm-hmm. and i know that if i was watching this show maybe 15 years ago i would be cringing but mm-hmm. i was watching it right now and i was so fucking happy i was yeah. like look at this crazy lady it almost made me go like we got crazies in our circles too like it made me just like <laughs> we have entered like mama joyce mama d types within our yeah. community too it, it was yeah. such a weird moment of like pride <laughs> pride <laughs> <laughs> we have we have reality tv material in our <laughs> in our people that's what it was like american reality tv level of reality tv material <laughs> yeah it was great yeah she and she was uh quite a hurricane she came and and she is also the kind of indian who came here probably her husband was working she was a housewife she stayed home her kids went to the american school she never was accepted by the american mothers but she always wanted to be part of it but she's still remained in her bubble of indianness yeah. right so she probably watches a lot of indian tv she's probably watched a, rea- a lot of reality tv from india so yes. she's like okay i'm going to go out i'm going to be extra and I'm going to be loud. But it's such a big boss. It's big boss. Big, big boss, boss is like right. big brother. Yeah. <laughs> big brother is called big boss in India. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so many and there's like big boss for every state. Like there's one in <laughs> Bangalore, there's one in Tamil, there's one in every language, right? But it's so funny. It's always running somewhere in somebody's background. If you go yeah. into the house, it's running. She came in prepared for it. And you know what? That was entertaining to me. I know a lot of people got worked up about how thirsty she was and why she got into contestant's face. No, why did she touch her? And that's her space. And she cannot be grabbing onto people. Uh, and all yeah, that. she can. She's an auntie. That's what they She's do. She's an auntie. Yeah. And I she mean, wasn't if, grabbing her in like a mean way. She was trying to get her to stay at the party because she was like, no, I'm going to make you stay. You are you are my guest. That's what she was trying to do. And you know what? Like, there's a lot of stuff that women in South Asian cultures are told they need to do. But being a good hostess is like really, really, really important. And mm-hmm. having somebody come to your house, first of all, inviting somebody into your space is a really big thing. So much so that when my parents get invited to places, they don't even say no they don't even Mm want to go but there's no such thing as declining an invitation so then if you show up to a place and then you leave early that's an even greater offense so like culturally speaking she's not trying to be like forcing her down she's more so feeling like i need to make sure my daughter's event goes well so i need to make sure this guest of hers doesn't feel like they offended yeah. yeah, can't it doesn't get offended. She got up before Anila got up. She was yeah, over she there next to Contessa before Anila. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The other thing was Contessa was also wrong. First of all, yeah. here's how it escalated. Toya had to say, "Don't talk about motherfucking COVID." I was like, "Okay, Toya." Yeah. Or as Manjula Auntie says, "Toha." Toha. <laughs> Toha. <don't>. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted she was like, "Hi, Hi Toha." Toha. <laughs> 
Mila's like, oh my God, it's not. It's like growing up, my best friend, one of my best friends, her name is Kate. And my father, mm. to this day, would call her Kathy. And I was like, that's not her name. That's not her name. Just make it up. Uh, oh, my God. But can I pause at the point that uh, Toya was saying, okay, don't bring COVID into it. I understand what Toya was trying to say. This yes. has nothing to do with COVID. It's about you and me. Don't say that we have to make up or we have to behave differently because of COVID. Yeah. At the same time. Toya has a private experience anytime she is talking to a doctor who she mm. thinks looks down on her. And the thing is, True. Contessa they has do. many, many times talked about how Toya is just a housewife. Toya just spends money, all this stuff. Yeah. So I think yeah. that even when Contessa brings up, especially because of COVID, and then Toya gets all in her feelings and she says, don't talk about motherfucking COVID. My husband's also in the ER and he's seen people die and blah, 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 all this stuff. It's more so her trying to say, don't try to tell me that I don't know about what's going on in hospitals i do know what's going on in hospitals right but it's like i don't even think contessa was coming from there i think contessa was trying to say there's bigger things going on in the world we can't be fighting kind of like last last week Mm-hmm. When daddy hugged mm-hmm. Heavenly, yeah, he said the right thing to tranquilize her. Yeah. I think Contessa was trying to do the same, but when Contessa does it to Toya, like Eugene could have said that to Toya and it would yeah. have been fine. But when Contessa yeah. said it to Toya, it was just like a problem because it's Contessa. So Toya says, motherfucking COVID. <laughs> Contessa starts to get mad. Uncle Anadi are sitting there like, oh my God. Uncle Mahesh is checked out. Yeah, Uncle Mahesh is checked out. What is Anila doing? Slurping. <laughs> she's like yes here's sealed the deal i'm yep. officially gonna be a cast member perfect and then when contessa then starts to yell at toya but then she gets up and this is mm. what i thought was the most oh, fucked up thing that contessa that was did. the most fucked up she gets up and she drops her napkin in anila's face like i gotta go and i was like yeah. fuck you if somebody yeah. did that to me, I would be like, okay, you can leave. Mm-hmm. Bye. I'm yeah. not putting up with this. What is Anila doing trying to keep her there? No, 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 no. I'm like, forget her. Yeah. She just threw her napkin in your face. Yes. First of all, Toya and Contessa were wrong to go off at each other. Let's back up even more. When the kids were asked to leave, auntie and uncle should have been asked to leave too. Yes. Bravo, drunk dining is not for elders. Okay. No. It's not, not made for children. For or elders they should have been asked to leave too yes. the fact that they stayed there meant the other people had to behave and they weren't behaving Mm-mm. Toya and Contessa were both wrong in how they behaved at that table with elders there at least from our cultural perspective yes. that would be a big no no that would yes. be extremely rude and obnoxious. Then Contessa, the way she Contessa talks is also a problem, right? She's very Contessa, condescending. She's condescending to Toya. She puts her down. It's in her tone, in her voice, in, in how she approaches. She doesn't talk with the kindness. She's much like Jackie in that. Jackie does a fake softness. Contessa doesn't do even that. Yep. It's kind of rough when she talks. And she talks down to Toya all the time. So Toya is already sensing that. So you become sensitive 
attentive to those kinds of jabs when you see it. When it has happened to you, even if it wasn't this time, it's something you expect from this person. Yes. So it fits the mold. And then for her to just jump up from the chair and start cursing and then throw that napkin in Anila's face, that was too much. I think Contessa was just like, she escalates things way too intensely. I mean, she Mm -hmm. does it even with Scott. Yeah. So that's kind of her MO. At first I was watching, I was like, okay, Toya, like you need to chill out. Contessa's Mm -hmm. not coming for you because you don't understand COVID or how it works. But then at the same time, when Contessa leaves, she's like, oh, she needs to get a hobby or she needs to get a job or something. It's yeah. like, it always goes to that. It always yeah. goes to, oh, you're yeah. not doing anything with yourself. Yeah, That's ridiculous yeah. considering everybody learned this year that women that are staying home with their kids, especially during the pandemic, who have to do the homeschooling and everything, mm. really, really hard work. Like, mm-hmm. it's really, really difficult. We just saw a little bit of it in Toya hysterically, in her hysterical Toya way. But she's making a great point. She's like, nobody's <laughs> supposed to. And they're paying like 25 thousand dollars a year for kid each kid yeah to go to school so she's pissed so you think toya does work hard worked extra hard this year i do i think she's probably worked harder than she's ever had to i think she worked very hard at her tennis game for sure okay she toya being obsessed with tennis is like a new story arc i would have never expected never expected never never but i love it so much she's so good at it too she wasn't bad she is. Okay, so you did you see the trailer for Black Lady Sketch Show? Not yet. I just texted Ray and I said we should do a watch party on Zoom. Yeah, so I, I was watching, <laughs> I think her, how do you pronounce her? Robin Thede? Uh-huh. I was watching her do all these skits and I was like, she would do the best fucking Toya impression. Yes! She would do an amazing Toya impression. She would do, do it so well. We have to get Ray to write Toya into that show. <laughs> Absolutely. I just think everything Toya does is great if the show was just eugene and toya's family i would, I would watch, watch it. it i, I would watch them. it we do have to talk about this clip that has been on the internet because we're going to talk about heavenly yeah so ob posted it on his instagram odd black individual and it's we never watched married to medicine la but in married no. to medicine la heavenly made some very racist comments about asians yeah. She made a very racist comment about Asian. Yeah. You have to tell me. I haven't seen that. Yeah. One of the ladies who are married to medicine in LA is married to a Chinese guy or an Asian guy. I don't know if he's actually Chinese, Mm -hmm. but he's East Asian. They're talking about vaginal rejuvenations and heavenly's like, well, what about like people should be, they should be fixing penises because penises are so ugly. Mm -hmm. And... They're like, oh, yeah, like everybody's joking about it. And she points to the one lady who has an Asian husband and says, well, you know, you would probably want that probably to make it bigger since you're married to a Chinese guy. (gasps) And the lady's like, no, I'm good. I'm real good. And she goes, oh, you sure about that? You sure you're good? You know, in her disgusting heavenly way, the lady starts to get angry and heavenly's like, oh, you must be really insecure for you to be getting so angry and blah, blah, blah. And even Toya's like, heavenly, what the fuck are you doing? The woman whose husband she's talking about, the woman who she's talking to is like, you're being ignorant. And so heavenly gets more angry because she's like, I'm not being ignorant, blah, 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 blah. So anyway... Check that clip out. It's really upsetting oh. because oh come on, yeah, I know it's, it's like heavenly, oh, it's a heavenly thing to do. But at the same time, I wouldn't have thought heavenly would go down that way. Yeah, she sure oh. did. She sure come on heavenly. Did. We were all cheering because you. You know, she used to make very similar comments about Aiden, mm-hmm. Aiden Huck, and it's like yeah. first of all, don't be talking about anybody's husbands 
genitals or its wife's yeah. genitals. Like don't yeah. talk about your friend's spouse's body parts. It's disgusting. Yeah. But also I've noticed that she definitely did that with Aiden too. And now she did yeah. it with another Asian husband. And it's just, you know, mm-hmm. fucked up is the only way yeah. that you can put it. But the scene with Heavenly and Quad was quality. So it's yeah. just like a bummer because I was watching it the whole time. I'm like, man, this is funny, but fuck you, Heavenly. Yeah. Leave your, your mess. Yeah. So you want to talk about Quad? I love Quad because she walks <laughs> And she always says some nonsense. So they're going into this three-story closet, which I agree with Quad is definitely not for fashion because Heavenly doesn't dress well. But she walks in and she goes, oh, what is this? Your medicine mausoleum? I was like, what? (laughs) What did you just say? (laughs) A medicine mausoleum? Yeah. You're going into a closet. (laughs) M&M. So she just wanted to find another word that goes with it. Did she want to say museum, maybe? I don't know. But it was just cracked me up maybe she did say museum but even if she said medicine museum what does that mean you're in a closet with clothes it doesn't make any sense uh, but we learned yeah. from quad that well first heavenly tells quad that toya talks shit about quad saying that quad only films with heavenly which cecil and simone said that's not true mm-hmm. then quad decided to spill the tea and say that toya has begged borrowed and stolen to get her house and then in order to get her pool built, she needed to take out a personal loan. And I was like, okay. okay. All right. What? They shame each other about finances. Like, finances. It is the funnest thing to see is because they're basically they're saying that none of us have enough money. No. We just we are all living beyond our means, which is yes. fun. We know that already. Don't it's we? the American dream, man. <laughs> If you've got a mortgage, you're all living beyond your means. Yeah. You don't own your house. Yeah, and the ones that have a medical degree or, you know, they have a medical school debt to pay back and they're living beyond their dreams. It's yes. double trouble. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. We know that. Yeah, that's called being a doctor in America. Like, yeah, that's called being a person who has an advanced degree in the United States. Yeah. You're going to be paying for it for the rest of your life. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, I love that Heavenly is like, let me stir this pot right now. And she just takes out the video and she's like, what about now? Huh? What do you think? You getting along well with Toya? What about now? Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then after she she goes, oh, I shouldn't have showed you that. I'm like, yeah, you I'm like, what you yeah, were right. doing. Oh, my God. <laughs> So do you want to talk about the whole Raksha Bandhan thing itself? Oh, yeah. So in a previous episode, actually, of our podcast, I can't remember which one, but you did explain Raksha Bandhan quite well, which, of course, on the show, they show that it's between a brother and a sister. But Arthi also was very kind to explain to us that it's like in India, if you friend zone a guy, it doesn't mean anything because the guy thinks that he always has a chance. But if you put a Raki on a guy, that is like the ultimate friend zone because now you are, you're culturally and traditionally bound to be this person's brotherly brother yeah now not only do you not get to boink me you now have to protect me from others that might want to do the same yeah i gave you a job and you have to give me a gift every year yeah but i thought like tell me what did you think i'm muslim so we don't do rocky but yeah. how did you feel as somebody who is Hindu? How did you feel about the, the way that it was shown on TV? I thought it was very well shown. It was very well depicted. That's exactly how it is. Uh, it is a very, it is a very sweet, it was so sweet. Uh, ceremony and a very sweet intention 
behind it. It's not to say that the woman is weak and the brother has to protect her or any of that. It is just about, you know, we celebrate other kinds of love. I think it is only in in this context that you have a brother and sisterly loves being celebrated. We don't see that in many cultures. And Mm -hmm. this is one where it is highlighted as being equally important. Religiously, it goes into the mythological stories of Krishna and a woman named Draupadi who tied a Raki to the god Krishna. And then at one point in the story, she is molested and deroped and she calls upon her brother to come and protect her. And so Krishna comes and protects her so that's oh. where the basis of that religiously comes through is that her brother is there to protect her even though her husbands are there they are not able to protect her it's her brother who comes and protects her so yeah. it's like the bond goes beyond who you're married to whether you're married or not and you have this permanent bond with this brother that will keep you safe especially in a patriarchal society that becomes important yeah that is a sweet background for it culturally it's taken on many many tones now it's more culturally appropriate to do so it's visually it's very beautiful the rakis that we tie are very they can be very artistically made and very elaborate people may have like five or six rakis on this so boys will come to school the next day with multiple rakis on their wrist and it's something they're very proud of that i have this many sisters and all that and it's very empowering to the woman actually in the end because it puts the woman on the pedestal versus the men oh, so it's nice. actually more empowering than people might think i liked it i liked all of the hoopla before it also mm-hmm. in like the house like when the mom showed up and they're all talking about like did you do this and are you gonna make that and we're so excited like yeah. it was just really i don't know it was very realistic it was also very realistic for like him for kieran to come home and like it just be like a disaster of like things all over and him yeah. just looking at her being like what is going on like there's things yes. everywhere i just think yes. i don't even have a place to put my shoes and it's like very realistic to like when my mom comes over and brings food and toys and things for the kids and they're just things all over the house and my mom is just making all this noise and my husband comes home from work and he's like what's going on this is like yeah she's just over for a little bit it's okay like she'll leave don't worry she's not gonna be here forever so just I really liked it and I also I liked Karen this episode I thought that he was it was funny when he was like you know I'm pretty much usually a pretty fucking calm guy except for when I say fucking calm calm guy So I liked it. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed I liked it. Their... I liked Anila. I, I found Anila to be subdued actually because her mother was such such a presence. Yeah. She... But I also got where she got it from. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of that was good. All the mentions of the good food, ladoos. I want to eat a ladoo now. You know, I've never liked a ladoo. Oh, you haven't had a if good If you're one wondering then. what a ladoo is, like all other Indian sweets, it's usually just sugar and ghee. <laughs> Yeah, and it has like you milk. can make milk, but no, but it has. Uh, you have different ladoos. You yeah, have to have a basin ladoo. Yeah, have you had a basin ladoo? Yes, of course. It's my favorite kind of ladoo. Yeah, see, that's the best. I know, but yeah. I don't really like daisy sweets except for rasmalai. Me too, actually. I, I love like rasmalai as much. I don't like rasgulla as much, but I love no. rasmalai. Rasmalai is the best. A cold rasmalai. Cold rasmalai with mm. pista on it. Mm-hmm. Pistachio. I absolutely need to do. I need it with the nuts. 
Yes. My in-laws, so on Eid, which is coming up in like a month and a half, <laughs> my in-laws do kheer. Mm-hmm. And my mother-in-law makes two pots of kheer, She'll either, which is rice pudding. She'll do one without nuts and one with nuts because yeah. her sons don't like the extra stuff. But yeah. like actually my husband does like the extra stuff. It's just that he didn't like it when he was like five. And his yeah. mom has made two pots ever since. Oh, ever since. Despite and- him being a 38-year-old man who yeah. eats. And now you cannot tell her otherwise. And she'll be like, when he was my son, he didn't like it. (laughs) Now that he's your husband, he likes it with nuts. That's some some bullshit there. So yeah, she's not going to like that. But yeah, I love it. I love the stuff with the nuts. I need the extra Uh, accoutrements on top. Accoutrements (laughs) on top. A little bit of saffron and a little bit of pista. I'm drooling. I know, me too. Oh. I'm going to oh. be like, tomorrow I'm going to be at the Indian store looking for a Haldiram. Haldiram yeah. <laughs> Rasmalai. Can I ask you something? Sure. Will Maya put a Rocky on Aiden? Aw, yeah. She I would, would love that. that. Yeah, she would love that too. She loves to do that. She has a cousin and we always try and get a Rocky to him. But oh. they don't get to meet so much. Yeah, let's have them meet and we'll put a Rocky. She'll make one too. Wonderful. <laughs> He's going to be like, I don't know what this is for, but all right. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be like, uh, she's not our problem anymore. She's yours, ain't it? (laughs) (laughs) He's going to be like, bitch, I don't even know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to turn into Toya. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, anything else on Married to Medicine? No, that was it. It was, it was a good Contessa, Contessa opened her new office. I don't want to talk about Contessa because she's yeah. a jerk. She's yeah. mean to Manjula auntie. <laughs> I know. We are very though. protective. Yeah, we are very protective of Manjula auntie only because we know so many of those aunties that have tortured. <laughs> yeah, it's very possible I might grow up to be her. Yeah, but I also totally get people who are annoyed by her because as a teenager, I used to be annoyed by those aunties yes. who would come into my space, pinch my cheek, grab my arm, talk down to me, tell me, you know, I'm too skinny and I had to eat more and no one was going to marry me. Yeah. My hips were not, I need to look more like a woman and so many different things. They would just pick on me for everything. And I would be like, I don't even know you. I just met you like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. And you're already going in on me. Yeah. But having removed myself from that for so long and revisiting it, it's kind of (laughs) cute. So I don't think that I've removed myself from it because I'm literally surrounded by these types of them. Yeah. But I think it's just different because like it's different when they're doing it to us because it's like, okay, this is this is personally happening to me and I know that this is annoying and you're irritating me. But it's almost like when when they're doing it around somebody who doesn't understand at all and doesn't understand their intentions at all. Yeah. Feel obligated to like protect them. It's weird. And yeah, I, totally I know because I know that auntie should be grabbing my hand, trying to get me on the dance floor. It's like, bitch, yeah. you don't fucking know me. You do not get to touch me and exactly. tell me to go dance. Okay. Yes. I know yes. how annoying it is, but she's also an elder. So yeah, it's like, she's also an elder and she's an auntie and you don't And like, it's them. your friend's mom. Yeah. Well, you know, they're barely friends. They barely talk. Toya, That's like true. Toya said, when was, That's when true. did you call her? I didn't know. 
you knew each other. I almost wanted Neil to be like, Toya, I'm just trying to get on the show. Yes. <laughs> Hello. That's why I invited yeah. her. Toya was probably going to get mad at Anila for, you know, hey, Toya's going to be like, I brought you on the show. You're going to be true. on my team. That's true. Why would you bring my enemy there? Yeah. So, to- this Taylor's is probably the wrong, wrong move for Anila. For yeah. so many reasons, but or the right move because now she will have a storyline. Exactly. All I right. Well, that's it for this week. Next episode, we have very exciting. We have a guest on. We're going to have Tom Hamlet and Kix Hamlet from mm-hmm. the Dumpster Dive podcast on the Saturday episode talking about housewives. And also, we will be on their Instagram live on Thursday at five thirty, so you can see our big beautiful. You can faces. see me. You haven't yes. seen me. You're going to see Arthi for the first time. Yeah. And you will see uh, Noor's adult acne again. Yeah. You know what? It's clearing up. It's gone. It's clearing up. I can see. It's clearing up. It's just like scarring. There is a, yeah, I don't see any shadow on the left side. (laughs) It was like a mountain with a shadow there. Okay. It disappeared. All right, bitch. (laughs) That's enough. No, it's cute. It's not cute. <laughs> okay guys, we'll talk to you on Saturday. Bye. Bye.